You are now in tune to a 726 Studio production. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. Today, I'm joined by a young, aspiring boxer straight out of Belize, Mr. Amir Rudon. What's up, bro? Welcome aboard. Hey, thank you, man. It's my pleasure being here. I truly appreciate it. How are you doing? Good, bro. And yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So first off, straight off the bat, you know, just give us a little introduction to who you are. Um, of course, like you said, my name is Amir Rudon. I'm 21 years old and I've been boxing for eight years. I've been training in Belize City for my entire career and um, six and know as an amateur and three and know as a professional thus far. Okay, okay. So what was it about boxing, man? Because, you know, I don't feel like a lot of people in Belize, like I know growing up a lot of people, I know like older folks watch it and what's not, but not a lot of people in our age range really are into it that much. So what was it that pulled you in? Yeah, well, um, for me, boxing is like the best sport in the world. But of course, that comes from a biased standpoint, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but of course, the way I look at it, unlike the team sports, like I tried basketball before and some games you wouldn't win because of, you know, it's like a more so a team effort. While with boxing, it's like you're the only one in there. So what you put in is what you get out. So basically, win or lose, that's, that's all on you. On you, right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so did you always watch boxing growing up or? All right, here's the thing. Um, growing up as a child, um, me and my brothers used to watch WWE with my dad, right? So I'm guessing that had an influence from a young age. So we used to watch um, WWE first. And then um, I started to find a liking for MMA. But then a boxing gym opened nearby where I lived. So me and my brother and a couple of friends went to the gym and it was it from there. I fell in love with the sport. Okay, so around what age was that that you first got to that boxing gym? Um, I think it was around age 13. You said you, your brother and a friend, all of you went there. Did three of you actually get into boxing seriously or only yourself? Well, um, the... The other two friends, they only trained. They never competed. But my brother, he also competed, but only at the amateur level. And then as he got older, you know, he took a different path, but I stuck with it. Okay. And so what is it that made you want to stick with it? Like, what about being a boxer? Well, um, it was more so a lot of things, right? Like, for example, being involved with the sport helps keep me grounded, you know. In Belize, it isn't much activity or much to look forward to, but of course, it's always good seeing the bigger picture, right? Always believing that all right, one day you'll make it to the bigger stages. So from a young age, boxing helped me stay grounded and disciplined. For example, while I was going through my teen years, I was an amateur boxer, so I wasn't as committed. But as soon as I turned, like a couple days before my 18th birthday was my pro debut, so when I took the turn to go pro, I decided to be more disciplined, right? So I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't go clubbing. I try to stay grounded as much as possible because I want to win. I want to keep on winning. So that's what I like about boxing because it holds me down. Okay. So now like, you know, in life, 
even the most grounded person at some point in time you might get a little bit you know distracted or you might lose just a little bit of focus and based on what i've heard from you in a previous interview on what's it called the the, the boxing, boxing voice. voice yeah the boxing voice um you were talking about how you know growing up when you you had a coach and eventually you didn't have one how was it possible for you to you know stay motivated to want to learn and grow without having a coach um it goes back to just seeing the bigger picture you know just keeping the faith keep on believing that you know one day everything will be worth it so um despite not having a coach I'm, um i believe that it made me the person that i am just very um knowledge seeking right i try to seek as much knowledge from others who've done it before me right on the highest level like i look look up a lot to floyd mayweather and jaward and those guys so i would i would literally go on youtube and look up interviews they did look up um post fight press conference that they did because in the post fight press conference they would normally give away the game plan so i would look at the fight and then certain things that i cannot catch they would simply tell you in the post fight press conference so i was like oh that was what he was doing and i try to grasp every little thing that i could you know yeah try to try to connect the dots af- afterwards right For so sure. now now that you mentioned those names who would you consider to be like your biggest inspiration in terms of like a pro boxer that you're like okay this this person inspires me to want to get to that level Definitely Floyd Mayweather. Um I look up a lot to Floyd because um he is someone who is very smart and dedicated to the sport. He he is someone who is very skillful and we possess similar styles, right? So I'm not like one of the boxers that's more so a heavy hitter, right? I I do not go for the one punch knockout and stuff like that. I more so lie on the side of beating you with skills um hitting you not getting hit being evasive and that's what Floyd possesses so I look up to him a lot and I take a lot from his game um in terms of like weight class body size are you similar i mean i'm not a boxing guy per se so do well, you um, match up well floyd um had the best of his career at welterweight which is 147 pounds and currently i'm fighting at between 130 and 135 So probably you know as I mature and by the time I'm maybe 29 30 I'll probably end up around 147 as my body keeps on developing so um but Floyd Floyd started out at 126 So you're you're a little bit above where where he started out in a sense Yeah and I could look at um like everything's on the internet right so I could look at his fights when he was at 126 when he was at 130 when he was at 135 look at the training he did how he looked in fights so i could try to match that right yeah that makes sense now um you know boxing is one of those sports while it is an individual sport in order to get a lot of your drills done you still need some type of assistance so how how have you gone about getting the help to do certain drills well um i have a best friend kobe shout out to him um I went pro, right? Um a couple of days before my 18th birthday. So, um I started to take it more seriously, right? Started to be more disciplined with my training and started sticking to a routine no matter what. And it, we were um we just graduated from high school and we're heading into UB, right? 
and um between the classes you would have a lot of free time so me and my best friend would always be spending time together and i love boxing so i would be watching a lot of boxing content all the time so he he sort of catch on to it and i was like bro do you think you could like give me a hand like we could buy a pyramids and i could like teach you how to hold the pads because i already knew how to hold the pads as well right so i was like you know don't try to smother me on my punches try to catch it up top always ensure that i'm fully extended my punches so i uh, that's where it all started with him coming on board right and um he also has his goals in life that he's trying to pursue so it's like you know we're trying to match that and like just looking on he could critique me so that's a huge help how long did it take for him to really get to a point where it's like all right um him helping with the mitts is actually like helping you improve your skill well um it took probably a couple of years like well it was it started off like based on like a time span whereby we were we were locked in like maybe let's say maybe 3 months and then he had to um go deal with something else and then as soon as that freed up um we locked in for another 2 months and then but it was like we just kept adding 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 to it and as the years passed by we just kept getting better and better and the chemistry grew always good to have good people around you that are willing to help whenever they can however they can to help you grow and so now recently you were in the states of course that's how you were on the the boxing voice podcast what made you decide okay this is the time for me to try to go out to the states and see how it can help me in my boxing career well um i decided that i wanted to take a trip outside of belize because belize is all i've ever seen when it comes to boxing and everything was basically through a screen like i said looking on youtube videos looking on instagram stories of these boxers posting their training content so i wanted to see what it's like live in the flesh and i'm only getting older right so sometimes we think we have time but before you know it it yeah, goes time, time waits for no one bro exactly so i was like all right i'm 21 like it's like now or never so i had to save of course and i knew that i needed to go and see what's out there for me to keep striving because sometimes like you said even the most grounded gets you know no yeah. lose motivation so i had to see what's out there and so you just felt like this was the right time to do that yeah most definitely just to go and see what it's like see if it's something that um i can continue pursuing and um see what it takes basically and try to come back with as much knowledge and information as possible all right so now you say you were going out there to see what it's like did you have like things <coughs> did you have like things set in place that okay i'm going to do this or it was more like okay when i get here let's see what can happen well um my main goal for the trip was to um get in a gym train and spar if possible right because i'm not i wasn't sure of um, that is sparring rules over there like maybe i had to be a member for x amount of time or i'm not sure right but um i really wanted to spar i really wanted to train and i wanted to make as much boxing connections as possible so i could return at a later time and i've I accomplished those goals um i sparred 
three times. Three times while being out there in such a short time. Okay, so like who did you go to train with or whatever? Because, you know, on one hand, without having the right facilities, without having a coach, just having that is a huge plus compared to what you have back in Belize. However, at the same time, you don't want to go to just anybody and, you know, do that with anybody. So who did you end up like have train you? Now, of course, I myself won't know because I'm not versed in the whole boxing world. But for those that know about boxing, who, who was it? Well, um, it was Coach Flores, Coach G is what he goes by. Um, he's senior because his son is junior, right? So Gabriel Flores Jr. is the son. He's the um, father. The son competes as well. It's, the son is signed to Top Rank, which is a boxing company that promotes boxing at the highest level. And um, I reached out to Coach G on Instagram and I asked him to, if, if it was cool for me, my best friend, and my girlfriend to come and see his son train. And without him knowing, right, one of my goals for the trip was to visit top rank boxing gym like i had that on my list i really wanted to go there right and his response was like yeah sure tomorrow at top rank at 10 and he dropped the location i was like wow wow so this happened while you were already in the states right so um i reached a wednesday and then um, I went to train at a different gym, Capitia Boxing Gym, which is a great okay. gym as well. And after that, I reached out to him. And then um, he said we could come by. It was a Saturday. And we came and we watched his son spar and did training after the sparring. And then we communicated with one another. And I, I asked him if it was cool if I could come along. I'll be here until July 2nd. And if I could work with him. And he asked if I was willing to spar. I was like, yeah, sure, of course. And then we trained and sparred, trained and sparred, and he gave me advice. Okay, so prior to you messaging him about, can I come and watch your son train and what's not, did you ever contact him before that? Yeah, um, it was like, I've been following his son and him for some time now. So, like... It all started like on the coach, his Instagram live. I would watch the live and sometimes he would go live before a boxing fight and stuff like that. So um, he would be communicating with the viewers about, you know, um, predictions of the fight. So I would normally drop a prediction and we would converse. And then um, I think he was talking about his son upcoming fight or something, something like that. And then I, I just said, um, sending love all the way from Belize. Um, much love to you guys. I hope you guys do great. And I think he responded saying that, hey, like, shout out to Belize. Belize is in the house. He said, Jay Prince owns an island out there. That's cool. We'll be there one day. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Because um, I'm not sure if you know who Jay Prince is, but. Yeah, I think like I remember seeing a post about him owning an island and the whole when Kanye West went to Belize and right. all of that. Yeah. Right. Jay Prince also signs boxers, right? So um, Gabriel Flores Jr. is signed to um, Jay Prince boxing management team. And then so with boxing, it's like you have a trainer or a coach, then you have a management and then you have promoter. So it's like three, 
three things. So he signed to J-Prince and then he signed to Top Rank. Okay. That's where it started, you know, like it was cool that I like I knew these guys were signed to J-Prince as well. I knew J-Prince owns an island because I just try to do as much research or anything that involves boxing. I try to wrap my head around, right? So it was cool that he, he you know, J-Prince and him had a conversation about the island and in Belize and he knew of Belize. So when I um, DM'd him, you know, he he somewhat already knew where I was coming from. Like, oh, this was a guy from that previous conversation. Okay, okay. Because you had me wondering at first, like, okay, did you just hit him up for the very first time? I'm like, that would have made it even crazier that he just said, you know, just come tomorrow. But still him right away just be like, pull up tomorrow is still in itself crazy when you think about it. Right. Because his son is preparing for a fight July 23rd, right? So just allowing us to look on is something very um, inspirational for me because, I mean, these guys are locked in, you know, at the highest level. So, like, they don't want as much people to be around that could be, you know, giving out information that, you know, could be detrimental because they're preparing for a fight as well, right? So him trusting us to come into the gym and, you know, of course we didn't record them training or nothing like that because we, we are aware of the situation as well. Yeah, of course you can't, because right away as you pull that phone out, it'll be like, no, please put, please put that away or something. No. You know? Yep. So yeah, man. Um, so how long did you spend in the States? What was the time period? Um, from June 22nd to July 2nd. Okay. So like, like a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you get? What was the <clears throat> most important thing that you got out of those 10 days while you were out there? Um, I definitely see the picture much more clearly, you know, before it was like somewhat an illusion, but I see the picture more clearly. Um, I just got to keep working hard, keep working hard, keep having faith, trusting in God as I'm a huge believer in that and just keep on improving. Like never think that you know it all. Like try to pick up on as much information as possible. Like for example, I didn't really have a coach for the majority of my career, only in the beginning. Right. But I still believe that I am coachable. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm not coachable. That's the reason I don't have a coach, right? I believe that I could go under someone's wing and learn as much as possible from them. So um, I just got to keep working hard and be in the right environment with the right people and everything's going to fall into the right place from there. For sure, bro. And one thing I could say I personally got from when I checked out the interview on, on The Boxing Voice is that more often than not, once you're dedicated to what you're doing, people will see it and then people will want to support you as they did with the whole um, cash app thing with you, you know? Right, right. That was a blessing. That was truly a blessing. So what are the plans going forward? When, when do you plan to try to go back out again and try to, you know, last time was 10 days, maybe this time, you know, maybe even more, get even more training, make even more connections. What's the plan? Um, the goal is to keep on training and working even harder than I did before I left to go to Vegas. That's the first step. Um, the second step is focusing on recovery as much as I focus on training because 
that's a huge, huge part, right? And then most definitely trying to return for a longer time period. So as early as possible, I was thinking um by before before mid next year, probably for as long as possible, maybe three months, six months, for as long as possible. Um, that's the goal because being out there in such a short time, I learned a lot. I saw different looks. There was like variety of work out there, people that you could train with, spar with. And like coming to the closer end of the trip, like there were more guys coming into the gym. Like they were out of state, but they're, they're stationed in Vegas, but they just came back, right? But I, was, I had to leave. So being there um, for a longer time period can really do me um, very, very well. And different coaches are in the gym as well. So I could try to learn from as much coaches there as possible to add to my game. Yeah, for sure. That's one thing, you know, like you said earlier, you approach it with the mentality that you don't know everything. And in reality, no one knows everything, right? Right. So speaking of knowing everything and learning while you're out there, what did you consider to be your strengths and weaknesses before you got there? And after you had all that training, all that, you know, advice coming from different people, people looking at you from a different perspective, what are some things that you think you overlooked while you're at home, but then now that they pointed out to you, it's like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I was fighting too tall. That's, a, that's my biggest weakness. And um, I overlooked that because back at home, it was like, oh, you got height advantage, use your height. But I was overdoing. So I was fighting too tall. I had to sit down. So when I threw my punches, it could come from the most possible strength. So it could um, be more effective, right? So I was fighting too tall. So the coach made me adjust that by staying lower and sitting down on my punches and snapping every punch as well. They they are big on that, like snap every punch. Like you got to hit every punch for 100%. So um, that was what I had to work on. That was my biggest takeaway, snapping everything and sitting down on my punches and my strength before going to Vegas was definitely my defense. Um, I don't strive to take punishment. Like, that's not cool at all. Like, some guys would be like, oh, I'm tough, I'm tough. Like, there's nothing cool about being tough. Like, sometimes it's not good for you, right? And I'm not saying I'm not tough either because I don't shy away from it, but it's not something to be proud of, right? Because you want to, you want to be able to walk away from the boxing game with as much as possible, not less. So um, my defense, even at that level, it was there. You know, I was catching shots. I was slipping and rolling on the shots. And at the highest level, those guys were really pressing, you know, and the defense was there, you know. So what, what um, the coach told me was definitely like countering more as well. Like after you catch a couple shots, you don't got to catch like five. After the third, find the opening and rip you know come back so those are things that i definitely need to work on and um just keep on working hard um as time goes by try to work more on your strength more on your conditioning because those are stuff that you just want to add right you never want to <clears throat> let go of that you just simply want to add to the conditioning and the strength now that you've gotten so much advice 
But first of all, how did it feel when they were giving you these different suggestions? Because as much as you like to say you're coachable, we're only human. And after you've been doing certain things a certain way for so long, when someone tells you, oh, you should do it this way, it kind of stings a little bit. So like, how did you receive it and process it? Um, I think I received it well because um, these advice are coming from people who've done it before or have done it at the highest level. So it's like, who am I to tell them that, oh, I prefer doing it this way. And what I liked about Coach G as well was he was um, at a certain point in the gym while training, we were working on some stuff and it was like off the top wasn't rehearsed of course and I did something right and uh, it wasn't the way that he recommended and he said nah that's cool and Jawar does it like that that's cool I was just showing you a different way so that made me look up to him even more because some coaches it's either their way or no way so the fact that he gave me an acknowledgement that I hey like that way was cool I was just showing you another way I was like all right cool but I still want to work on the way you showed me so I could be more versatile so we weren't clashing at all so that was that was really cool man bro one thing I could say off the off the bat based on what you're telling me of course people might say oh he's just saying this to make himself sound like you know he's a easygoing guy but to be quite honest that's the vibe I get and put it like this your work ethic plus all of that I don't see what could stop you, you know? Thank you. Thank you. And also, right, um, I was telling my girl and my best friend at the hotel, right? Like, um, I believe I could take coaches being hard on me because, I mean, growing up as a child, my dad was hard on me. And maybe you could relate or to us or just parents, right? Or, you know, adults yeah, yeah, being yeah. hard on us growing up. Like, um, you could drop a plate by mistake. You'll get your blessing for that. You know, so it's like, <laughs> so it's like, you know, I could take it. Like, I think I could. And I think that's the problem with a lot of, a lot of athletes or young people in general. We don't like to take criticism. We don't like to take suggestions because more often than not, we view it as you're telling me I'm wrong. When no, of course, like you said, some coach in the sense of coaches, some coaches, it's either my way or no way, but not everyone approaches you in that kind of way where it's like if you don't do it how I'm telling you you're gonna mess up I'm just trying to help you make life easier for yourself and it also comes from a point of credibility right because um well me I'm gonna be honest right I do receive a lot of critique and a lot of advice but I just drop it if you haven't done what I've done before or you haven't done what I'm trying to reach right so it's not out of disrespect but like all right cool like you have an opinion everyone does but it doesn't mean i need to listen to it right especially for example people come to you and be like oh i've boxed for five years or 10 years when i was a child or while growing up all right cool like okay but when when they're trying to teach you something it's clearly that they probably just watch boxing so i I don't try to be disrespectful or rude i'll just be like "Uh uh uh-huh all right cool and i don't take the advice i think it's it's also like on top of all of that, it depends on how they give you the advice they're trying to give right. you. Because a lot of people try to make it seem like, you know, they know it all. And first of all, if your background is already telling me you don't necessarily have that experience, 
you have to know how you want to, how you come to talk to me. Because I know like, for example, I know if your parents give you advice in terms of boxing, they probably haven't done boxing like that. But you know, you know where they're coming from when they're giving you certain advice. Of course. But yeah, bro. Um, there isn't much more for me to ask than what you haven't talked about already on the boxing voice. So for people who haven't checked that out, check it out. I'll place the link in the description because, you know, I feel like you don't want to have people answering the same exact questions a million times because I know for yourself, you might get tired of saying it. But um, before we go, I have some rapid fire questions just right, right off the top of your head. And I already kind of asked the first one and I think it's going to be the same answer, but I could still try. Once you're ready, we go for into sure. it. All right. For so sure. the, first, the first one was favorite boxer of all time and presently. Floyd Mayweather. Presently? Yeah. Good. Presently, I would say um, probably Devin Heaney or Shakur Stevenson. What about them? Um, they're very slick boxers, smart boxers, thinking boxers. They believe in hitting and not getting hit. And that's the same thing I strive for. So definitely those two. I look up to a lot and they're my favorite to watch. I feel like you're going to be one of those boxers that a lot of people have problems with in the sense of, because not everyone likes Floyd. A lot of people like to look at him as, oh, Floyd likes to run. Floyd likes, you know, <laughs> like, I, like I get what you're coming from. Like if you're a casual fan like myself, you just want to see people hitting one another. But at the same time, you have to be tactical. You have to, you have to play the game smart. Of course, of course. That's the biggest takeaway. All right, next. Um, I know you haven't had fights in like what, three years? Probably about three years. But what used to be your pre-fight ritual? Like what's something you had have to always do before a fight? Um, I I didn't really would like stick to a pre-fight ritual, but most definitely just taking time to zone out. Like try to cut out as much distraction as possible. Try not to be out in the public, like probably just in a room, like a hotel room, depends on where the fight is being placed or held at. But just taking time to like somewhat like reflect on what could go wrong. What what are your plans? The game plan. Most definitely that would be my pre-fight ritual, like just to reflect. Okay, just like block out everything. Right. So next up, while you're training, while also at the same time before a fight, when you're not trying to zone out everything, who's in your workout playlist? What, what, what kind of tunes do you listen to when you're trying to put in that work? Uh, well, it depends, right? So sometimes it's like hip hop, like Da Baby, Little Baby, um, Polo G. But also sometimes I listen to a lot of Jamil, right? Like. Have you heard of Jamil, the Jamaican artist? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I listen to a lot of him because he sings a lot of positive songs and sometimes uplifting songs. And he, deal, he deals with a lot of triumphs and the music. That's the words I could really relate to, you know, sometimes like coming from nothing or sometimes being overlooked, not believed in. So I listen to a lot of his songs. Might not be like the super hype track, like, you know, that you might get from some hip hop songs, but... Yeah, yeah. but the words hit. Yeah, the words, the words hit more than the beat, for sure. Yeah. So you, to, you said that growing up, you tried a lot of sports, you tried basketball, you tried a lot of different team sports. But other than boxing, what is something that you have like a lot of interest in? Um, like as a hobby, 
I would listen to music, but besides like something sports wise, I've started um catching on to like American football, but not to like compete or anything, just going to the track and just throwing, like throwing the ball, try to get that spiral. And um I also try to run and catch, right? Try to work on coordination. Okay. So it's still somewhat like you're still you know, putting in work, right? <laughs> yeah, you know. So, I, and I also, what I like to do is, like, I like to watch those um, guys from the NFL, the way they do um, their footwork. Oh, okay. Like, some footwork drills, like, fast feet. Like, I like I like to look at that because boxers do similar training as well. But I, I believe, right, those NFL guys go at a more explosive level. So, in a sense, while it's not boxing it's still you still try to make it relate back to boxing <laughs> yeah most definitely man okay so next up is you know drop a favorite quote or quotes that you think define the way you carry yourself um i would say never take no for an answer like if you believe you can get something done then get it done by whatever it means like never limit yourself Never ever limit yourself or believe what someone says is accomplishable for you, especially if you have that determination, if you have the work ethic, um, the commitment, the drive, and of course, faith. If you believe that, you know, this is what is meant for you, then obviously go for it by all means. Yeah, you have to find a way somewhere, somehow, right? Of course. Like they always say, um, there's many ways to skin a cat, so you can't, you can't just think that, oh, because this way doesn't work out for you, doesn't mean there's not a way that you can make it work. Exactly. So now, because you're still on this journey, you're still pretty young, where can the people find you on social media so they can follow you along this, this journey of yours? Uh, they can find me on Facebook at Amir C. Radon or on Instagram at King underscore Mir, M-I-R underscore zero two okay so i'll be placing the links in the description to make it easier for you guys um man thank you for taking the time out bro thanks for coming on the podcast uh no shout problem, out brother shout out shout out to leon for for the connect of course shout out to leon we used to play basketball back in pg yeah when I was that's what <laughs> that's what he told me um because prior to this bro to be honest I, i've seen you before i know you're the boxing guy that that much i could place that label on you like <laughs> Um, what was it? A couple of years back, I think I came, I came across a video of the, at Sun Antonich at the top. Oh. Yeah. Kind of, kind of think you're a bit on the edge for that one there, but. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what, how far off from the edge were you? Well, um, I think I was. Probably a couple of feet. I think I was safe. Yeah, yeah, but you know, doing doing drills, <laughs> drills up there, kind of. Yeah, the the boxing one wasn't really the scariest part. It was me skipping up there, like doing double yeah, yeah. unders, crisscross. Yeah. I think just moving too much up there, just yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. But yeah, bro. Thanks, thanks again. Thanks for taking the time out. Um, like I said, for those that want to listen to the previous interview on the boxing voice i'll place the link in the description also with his social media accounts go ahead follow follow the journey who knows maybe your work ethic inspires someone to want to you know 
go hard in whatever it is that they're doing. It doesn't have to be boxing. Of course, that's the goal, you know, just to inspire others to pursue whatever they might be doubtful of. Like, just go for it, most definitely. And thank you for having me as well. I truly appreciate it. It has been my pleasure and I appreciate it very much. Yeah, man. Well, if you have anything, any other last thing to say, anybody you want to shout out, um, any last words for anyone, you can go ahead and do so. Um, all right thank you um shout out to my girl my best friend for going to going with me to las vegas it's very much appreciated it means a lot and thank you for everyone tuning in i hope you guys have a great day and i hope god blesses you all yeah man and with that said i'll catch you guys on the next episode peace <laughs>